Let's listen to new some new Kamalaisms, one from Kamala and one from the president. Police save a child, but wokesters can't see the heroic actions of the police. College continues to push the normalization of pedophilia, and Ibram X. Kendi keeps talking himself into irrelevance. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, I am going to declare something for myself. And uh, tell me if I'm, I'm right. I, I took a three-mile walk. I do this every morning. Sometimes I, I actually do it most of the time in the afternoon. I, I walk with Josie. And I, but when I walk alone, I usually have to find something to entertain my mind. And what I decided to do was count the masks that were thrown on the ground during my three-mile walk. Guess how many I found? 43 masks thrown on the ground. That's what I found. Okay. I, that's, I'm sure there were far more than that. That's just what I saw because I'm not sitting back and scanning, looking for masks. Now, with this being said, we must look at something. And I looked at myself. I don't wear a mask. I refuse to wear masks anymore. For me, that whole mask thing, that, that whole thing's over. I'm not going to do it anymore. But I came up with something that I think is probably very, very, very true. I am an actual environmentalist. I am an environmentalist. I'm like Greta Thunberg, but right most of the time and not condescending. I feel awesome right now. So I just wanted to tell you that. Okay, so let's get some to some Kamalaisms. We haven't done Kamalaisms for like a while. Like last week, we did some, and there's so many here. Here is Kamala. Now, <clears throat> she's speaking in front of a bunch of people who have been who are have volunteered into Space Force, the military Space Force. Now, mind you, these people have volunteered into Space Force because they are eventually going to militarize space. Right? That's their goal. Like. A lot of these guys, some of these guys are actually going to go into space. A lot of these guys are probably like physicists and astronomers and astrophysicists, right? Listen to how she describes space to them. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations. And it forces us to ask big questions. Space, it affects us all. And it connects us all. God, she's bad at this. I mean, wow. First off, what questions does space make us ask? Why don't you Why don't you go over to it? She's talking to these people as if they're third graders. Half these guys have more degrees than she does. They understand space in ways that most of us don't. And you're saying you're saying it makes us ask questions. Well, okay, like what? How does nothing, in, which is space, actually connect us? If there's more space around us, doesn't that mean we're actually less connected? I mean, it is just, she's so stupid. Oh my God. They should just, every time she opens her mouth, and she opens her mouth now maybe once a week, she really just doesn't open her mouth much anymore. And I think they're doing this, they're doing this on purpose. Anyway, here's the dumbest thing said last week this week altogether. He really, and Joe Biden, 
really took crap for this one because it was just an absolutely asinine statement. Listen. I was listed, I was, had the great pleasure of being listed as the poorest man in Congress for 36 years. I still had making a hell of a lot more money than anybody else because I was getting a senator's salary. No kidding. I didn't think you should make money while you're in office. But anyway, the point of it is this. An awful lot of people are hurting. It makes a big difference. Now, I agree with Joe Biden. And by the way, the people who also agree with Joe Biden about uh, you shouldn't be making any money in Congress were the Founding Fathers. The Founding Fathers didn't think anybody should get paid while they're serving in Congress. As a matter of fact, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson both did not continue their terms, did not continue for third terms. I'm not sure how many terms uh, Thomas Jefferson had, but because they had to get back to their business because they weren't making any money and they were going broke. Okay, so they left office because they couldn't afford to be president. And and Congress, that's basically how they led. You were there as a civil servant. In You weren't paid. You, you served your time and then you left. It wasn't a career position. But outside of that... Um, this was a stupid statement, a very stupid. Joe Biden has never been poor. He made a, he may have been the poorest man in Congress, but that's not saying much. That's like comparing uh, uh, George Soros and Bill Gates and Elon Musk and saying that Bill Gates is the, the poorest man, poorest billionaire. I, it, it really is stupid. These guys were always paid very well. Why do you think he's been in, in office for, for 10 years? The guy owns two 7,000-plus square foot mansions, for Christ's sake, each worth 2 and $3 million in Delaware, one a beachfront property. And then he got a lot of crap about Hunter Biden's laptop and how he's Hunter Biden is paying for his mortgage, he's paying for his house upgrades, Hunter Biden, who's getting all his money from China, Ukraine, Russia, and all his cell phone bills. This was really a stupid comment. Okay, so there you go. We've got our Kamala-isms for the week. So I'm going to do something in this next story. I'm going to do something I've never done before. I am going to commend California Governor Gavin Newsom. I know, I know. Hell has frozen over. But according to the LA Times, six weeks, and this is a little bit of a long section, but I it... it pretty much gives the entire look here. And I added this yesterday. I wasn't even going to, I added this. I wasn't even going to talk about this. Six weeks after Governor Gavin Newsom unveiled a far-reaching effort to push more people into court-ordered treatment for severe mental illness and addiction, homeless advocates are calling it illegally misguided and immoral as the proposal's first public hearing at the state capitol has been a public hearing at the state capitol has been delayed more than three dozen organizations and individuals including the american civil liberties union disability rights california and the western center of law and poverty signed an april 12th opposition letter raising serious concerns with assembly bill 2830 one of the one of two nearly identical measures moving through the legislature to implement Newsom's Community Assistance, Recovery, and Empowerment Court. The groups often have significant sway among liberal legislative Democrats, the kind of influence that could hinder Newsom's hopes 
for a new law to be in place by January 1st. So essentially what this CARE law, it's called the CARE law, essentially what this law does is it forces it forces court action against homeless if they're mentally ill or if they are um, if they're mentally ill or if they're drug addicted, it forces them to go into a health care facility led by doctors to cure them. Now, it's all the problem with this law. It's OK. That's good. I like that. I think that's it's a good start. The problem with the law is that it's still voluntary. OK, now we've talked about this before. We need the sanitarium system back. You do not have a right, unlike with the ACL, and by the way, the fact that the ACLU is pissed off about this law, that tells me that this is actually a, probably a pretty good law. It's a, I think it's a good start. I still don't think, I think you need to make homelessness, drug addiction, and mental illness, these aren't rights. And by the way, I, this is the whole thing. I don't see how it is immoral taking a homeless person or a homeless a person who's mentally ill and a uh, drug ad addicted individual who's met, who's all both of them are sitting in their own feces and filth, catching disease or anything. I don't see that as moral. I think it's immoral to keep them out there. And like I said, homelessness, you don't have rights. You don't have the right to be homeless because the homeless are actually impeding on the rights on the rights of other individuals, of regular citizens out there who have the right to a good environment. They have a right to a quality of life that they create. You do not have a right to impede on that. And this is, this is the problem with the left. The left doesn't understand that rights do not impede on others. So, for example, they, they say you do not have a right to own a gun. And ship. Well, yes, you do have a right to own a gun. I don't have a right to kill you because now I'm impeding, but my gun doesn't impede on your life. I'm just protecting myself. Why? Because I have a right to a quality of life. I have a right to protection. As long as my rights don't impede on yours, that's not an issue. Homelessness impedes on the quality of life of others. So good for Gavin Newsom. I'll, I'll give it. I'll I'll give it to him. I mean, I know he's gonna puss out because that's what he does. He's gonna he's gonna fold like a cheap suit. But here's the thing: there are other people on the liberal left, the liberal left, not necessarily as left wing as a lot of the ACLU and stuff, like Michael Schellenberger, who is running for uh, governor of California. I'm voting for him. He's, he's a Democrat. He's, he's running as an independent, but he's an actual Democrat. He used to work for environmental groups. He is an actual environmentalist. He's not as radical as he used to be. I've read his book called Apocalypse Never, which is about the environment, and he discussed the environment. We'll, we'll cover that book because it was a very good book. We'll cover that book and his other book called San Francisco, which is when he used to work f with people for the with the homeless. So I mean this is this is not a this is not a right guy. It's not a conservative. But he makes a lot of sense. And he's the kind of liberal I wouldn't mind seeing in California. I will vote for the guy. That's what I'll tell you because I think he's got the best chance to beat Gavin Newsom. But I, I'll give it to Gavin but I, I give it to Gavin Newsom. I think he sees Michael Schellenberger and he's scared. 
he is afraid he's going to lose this election because the homeless problem is a huge problem. Schellenberger has an answer to it and Newsom does not. But no matter who does it, whether it's Newsom or Schellenberger, yeah, they're going to get this kickback. And it's going to take a it's going to take a governor with some balls to actually deal with this problem. Okay, you know, according to here's the next story here. According to New York Post, uh, Syracuse police are under fire over a viral video that captured three white cops taking an eight-year-old black boy to patrol to a patrol car after he allegedly stole a bag of Doritos from a convenience store. The footage shot by Kenneth Jackson and widely shared... Okay, first off, we don't need to say allegedly he did. All right, and... We don't have to say allegedly because he's not being prosecuted. So let, let's let's just say he st- he's an eight-year-old kid. He stole a bag of, of chips, all right? Let's let's call it what it is. Uh, I mean, the, the store clerk said he caught him. I mean, it's not, a, it's not rocket science here. The footage shot by Kenneth Jackson and widely shared on social media shows the crying boy being detained by the officers on Sunday and the, the Post Standard reported. Okay, the audio shows a little bit more than that. It shows Kenneth Jackson yelling at the police officers. So, and of course, Kenneth Jackson is black. And by the way, I I do have to point something out. They they always say white officers. Why aren't there more black officers over there? I mean, if blacks really want to be police officers, become a police officer. Stop complaining that there are only white. And by the way, that's not true. 50% of most police forces are people of color or colored people. I can't get it straight, which one is okay and which one is racist. I, yes, I can. I just want to make fun of the language. But let's listen. Let's listen. Let's listen to this audio. And then I'm going to give you a take. What is y'all doing? What is y'all doing? What is y'all doing? Yes. 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 You're stealing stuff. If you break into your house, you steal something. Nah, man. What are you saying? A bag of chips? So y'all treat me like a whole cold-blooded fucking killer? Keep, keep, keep walking, dude. You don't even know what you're talking about. Keep walking, dude. I do. I, I know what I just came up and see. I know the fuck I just came up and see. Okay, what did you see? I see y'all snatching him up a bike like you're a fucking grown-ass man. Ain't he saying it wasn't him? What the fuck is y'all doing? That's crazy. How old is he? Ten years old? What the fuck is y'all talking about, man? That's against the law. Fuck is y'all doing? What is y'all doing? Take the fucking chip. If he stole some chips, I'll pay for him. I'll pay for him. You don't even know where he lives. Y'all just throwing him in the fucking car. That's what they do. They come here. Fuck is y'all doing? Leave him alone. No camera. That's all we can do. He a kid. Okay, first off, let's get something clear. The cops, the kid is, all the noise is just the the cops grab the the kid, uh, the kid was identified by the clerk. They took the kid off the bike. They put handcuffs on the kid to detain him. The kid is crying like a little bitch because he's eight years old and he is a little bitch at eight years old. He stole some Dorito potato chips and he did. The police were called. They came in, grabbed the kid off the bike, cuffed him, put him into the car. The bo- The boy did not go to jail. And by the way, it wasn't just that boy. There were two other boys. That were, that were taken in. Okay? They didn't really mention those. The boys were not taken to jail. They were taken to back to their parents. The guy, this guy is yelling at the cops. And the cops are just, if you see the pictures, the cops are just saying, dude, you don't know what's going on. You just go away. 
and they're very calm. They're not dragging the kid. They didn't grab the kid, throw him on the ground, beat the shit out of him, and then put cuffs on. That's not what happened. They just took the kid off the bike, put cuffs on him. Cuffs ended up taking the kid home before putting the fear of God into him. And something that is not mentioned in the video is that the cops already knew the kid. The kid had done this before. This wasn't the first time the kid... The, the cops knew the kid. Of course, the cops are white and the kid is black, so we got to make a big deal out of it. The mayor was called. The mayor was called. The mayor then called the police commissioner and talked to it. I, I don't have any information on what was said. If I were that police commissioner, I saw that video, I would tell the mayor to F off. These cops are heroes. Let me explain something. When I was 17 years old, I was carrying cocaine. I got arrested. I got handcuffed. I got put in jail, as I should. I had to go through the entire court process. It was absolutely terrible. Half the reason I'm not in the military, I left the military early, is because the military didn't want someone who, who had an arrest for cocaine. Now, they, they, they were fine with it after, but... I didn't I didn't join back up but they were but the reality is that arrest was the most important moment of my life you know why I never got arrested again I never thought about stealing never thought about using drugs never used cocaine again never touched drugs never did anything to get me didn't drive drunk didn't do anything that would get me thrown in jail again why because it was a terrible experience and I never want to go through it again that kid that kid is never going to do that again. He got the living piss scared out of him. He saw what the consequences are of committing crimes. And that's another thing. Most kids, most people who commit crimes start committing crimes as kids. And they grow up and then they, they don't get caught. And there are no consequences thrown on them. And as they get older, the crimes become bigger. Who's to say that by... I mean, serial killers are killing animals in their teens and their youth. You start somewhere. You com A criminal starts somewhere. This kid has already started doing that and the police had had enough. Those police saved that kid's life probably. Because that kid now knows there's going to be consequences. This is what the left doesn't understand. Consequences have a tendency of deterring crime. But you've got to get those consequences in early. Because recidivism, as the uh, person gets older, the recidivism rate gets far higher when someone doesn't, doesn't learn about consequences early. And the final thing that really bothers me about this story is why is this a national news story? This was being covered by USA Today, ABC News, Yahoo News, Vice, and two British newspapers, the Daily Mail and the Independent. Why are they covering this? Do you realize they're not even covering the Brooklyn shooter anymore? The guy who shot 29 people on a closed subway? Why is that? We all know why. White cops are criminals, and people of color are uh, people of color who are criminals are actually victims. And by the way, do you notice we're missing something there? The actual victims of crime, because they don't count anymore.
That's the narrative, and the me- media will not stop pushing it. And anything that goes again—I mean, you—you never—you never hear about the Waukesha mass murder in in Waukesha, Wisconsin. They don't talk about that anymore. Guy killed six people during a Christmas parade, driving over them. No one talks about that anymore. It goes against the narrative, and when it goes against the narrative, the media will just stop covering it. Okay, remember how I told you this is, here's our here's our third story. Uh, remember how I told you that there were going to be people out there that were going to try and normalize pedophilia, and, and of course this was not talked about back then. I I mentioned this when they were talking about transing people, and then it turned out to be transing kids, and I said, yeah, well they're going after your kids. It started with a group. It started with you know LGBT, then. The North America Man Boy Love Association, or NAMBLA, tried to join the LGBTQ, and then they were kind of, no, we can't really do that. NAMBLA is a real group. They have a website. Go, go look it up. It is a real group where men want to have relationships, a quote, consensual, end quote, relationships with little boys. Then, then we went from NAMBLA trying to become mainstream to the education system, the college system, sitting back and saying, we need to rebrand pedophiles. So it takes the stigma off of pedophiles. And let's call them minor attracted persons or MAPs. Of course, that teacher was fired, but that is not a term that went away. Now we have teachers that are flat out defending pedophilia. According to the Postmillennial, which is not a far-right news site, Professor David Finkelhor of the University of New Hampshire participated in a March 23 talk discussing the elements of voluntary participation by juveniles involved in sex crimes, saying that when trying to prevent sex crimes against children, it's key to realize that in some cases it is the children themselves that are initiate they are quote initiating sexual activities with adults end quote. Finkelhor is the director of crimes against children research, uh, cri- director of the Crimes Against Research Center of UNH, University of New Hampshire. <coughs> Excuse me. So let's listen to this pervert. Um, also, if young people are initiating sexual activities with adults or enthusiastically involved, we can't be effective in working with them if we assume that all such relationships start with a predatory or criminally inclined inclined adult. The, as we've seen in the discussion, young people bridle at being forced into this uh, box of being seen as being the victim of a predator. And so there are reasons for learning about what the dynamics are and, and how to talk about them so that we can... Um, better help the young people who are in these situations. This is really scary because now you can see our college system is trying to normalize pedophilia. It's ex- it's even excusing it. It's not necessarily the pedophile's fault that maybe the kid has initiated this. Hey, um... This is how it starts, by the way. And I'll get to his reasoning, because his reasoning is insane. This is how this stuff starts. The whole LGBT movement, the whole trans movement, the whole CRT movement, 
started in college, and then it began to bleed down into high schools because the college students became high school teachers, and eventually the college students also became elementary school teachers, and then it started bleeding down into the elementary school. This is how it's. This is how it starts. Now you've got schools that are teaching critical race theory. They're teaching to elementary schools, kindergarten. They're teaching about transing, a trans transitions, uh, going from male to female. They're talking about their sex lives. Remember in the a uh, couple podcasts ago, or maybe it was the last podcast, I said these people are pedophilia, uh, pedophiles. They are pedophiles. They just don't know it yet. You are grooming. We were talking about grooming. That's what it was. They are grooming. They may not be pedophiles, but they are grooming. This is going to go down into it where they're going to be telling third graders that having sex with an adult is a good thing. How brave new world of them. You guys got to read that book if you haven't. You need to read that book. It's happening already. Now, let's get to this guy. So, uh, this guy's logic is, is kind of not there. And mind you, this is an expert in sex crimes against children. I'm going to say that one more time when I close this story. Okay. He says that a y- young person initiates, can initiate sexual contact, so you can't really blame the pedophile. No, you can't. Because if a child initiates a sexual relationship with an adult, the adult is supposed to say no, back off. And then probably report it. I used to work at the YMCA and there was a little kid, maybe eight, who used to touch me in ways I didn't like. And I actually had to put her, make sure she sat in other places. I reported it as a possible child abuse victim, and it turned out she was abused as a child. You are not helping that child by doing things to that child. It is That's why statutory rape only goes at the adult, because the adult is the one mature one. The adult is the reasonable one. Children are not reasonable. Children cannot consent. This, this idiot was sitting back, this pedophile, he looks kind of like a pedophile. This guy was sitting back and saying that if you're in a consensual relationship with the child, it's very hard to sit there and point to that guy and say he's a pedophile. No, there's no such thing as consensual relationship with the child. Children cannot consent. It is a it is a illegal for a child to consent before the age of 18. And I'd even say 18 is early. I almost think it should be 21 because children are, because again, children are stupid. Don't forget that prefrontal cortex thing does not develop until the age of 25. But this is absolute insanity that this guy would actually say that. And no pushback from the other teachers. If you watch the video, go to Dumbass to Talk in Politics. I actually have the, the full three minute video. I just took a clip out. If you watch them, all the teachers are nodding. They agree with him. Again, let this sink in. Let this sink in. This guy teaches college, college students about crimes against children. 
He teaches this. And he's coming up with this crap. I mean, let that sink in for a few mi- for a minute. Okay, here's something fun. Uh, not really a news story. It's an opinion piece by one of my favorite idiots on race theory. One of the greatest grifters uh, of race that I have ever heard. Mr. Anti-Racist himself, Ibram X. Ken- Kendi. He wrote an article that was published in The Atlantic about the GOP and how they're all white supremacists. So I, you know, so I, I love this guy. I, I do. He entertains me. He's so stupid. It, it makes me feel like I could be a college professor. I can't because I'm conservative, but it makes me feel like I can be a college professor because if idiots like this can become college professors, it works out. And by the way, this is a great segue from the last story because this guy is trying to indoctrinate your kids. I have a book coming in and I'm going to I'm going to read it to you and it's going to be a video pot. It's going to be a video cast. It's going to be uh my anti-racist baby. He actually wrote a children's board book about how babies as young as 6 months are already racist. They are born racist. Yeah, that's Ibram X Candy. I'm going to do that. I'm probably going to violate some copyright laws. That's why I bought the book. And by the way, I I do buy his books. I bought one book just to debunk him. And so I bought this book simply so I could read it. So I could read it to you because I think it's hysterical. Okay, so here's what the article, this is from the Atlantic. Uh, It's kind of, it's a really long article. I don't know how much I'm going to go through it. Okay. Uh, simply because I, I don't want to spend too much. I probably spend 10 minutes on it. So I'm already at 30 minutes. So if you just don't really care about this stuff, uh, just move on. So let's go. Let's start. The day after Glenn Youngkin won the Virginia governor's race last November, a Wall Street Journal headline declared, Youngkin makes the GOP the parents' party. Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio exulted in this new party line on Twitter. The Republican Party is the party of parents. All that's true, by the way. Parents are, parents, 60% of parents are voting Republican now. I, this is, I I hate to tell you, hate to tell the Democrats, they're going to get killed in November and this is part of the problem. They made parents into an interest group. Congratulations. That happened in Virginia. It's already happening throughout the country. It's happened in Florida. It's happened in Texas. Even California, it's beginning to happen. Okay, polling data showed this new branding to be misleading as the GOP's framing of critical race theory. <laughs> we'll get to that. This guy is so dumb. In September, in a September Fox News poll, white respondents opposed the teaching of critical race theory by 24 percentage points, while respondents of color were more than twice as likely to favor CRT as than oppose it. Be careful there. He, he noticed the language. Oh, uh, twice the respondents, uh, it's still under 50%. <laughs> Continuing, um, the respondents of color were more than twice as likely to favor c- CRT. Uh, by the way, the, the percentage, the, the people that favor CRT, it's in the 20s. So when they say double it, it's still, that's what I'm talking about. So white people are in the 20, they're like 25, 20, 26% approved. Black people, if they are twice, and I don't think they are, they're like at 50%. They don't, most black people don't approve of this. William Salatin, 
at Slate concluded, when Republicans talk about parental backlash against CRT, they're not talking about all parents. They're talking about white parents. Michelle Ruiz summed it up in vogue that has since emerged as the near consensus. The GOP doesn't want to be the party of parents. It wants to cement itself as the party of white parents. Now, first off, um, I'm so glad he found, he was able to get quotes from Slate Magazine and Vogue, two of the most leftist magazine, uh, leftist news sites. They're not even news sites, they're opinion sites out there. Wow. Okay, now this, this shows you how so effing out of touch Kendi is. Virginia did not, did not elect Yunkin because all those white parents didn't want critical race theory taught in, um, in Virginia schools. Critical race theory was already being rejected in Virginia schools because of parents. The reason Yunkin went one in uh, one in Virginia is because uh, two girls were raped by the same trans girl boy thing because he was allowed to go into girls' restrooms. And people were like, we don't want this thing taught. There was a huge cover-up. And Yunkin basically said, listen, this crap's got to end. This boy's walking into girls. So he doesn't even realize that Yunkin didn't win because of CRT. He said CRT shouldn't be in school, but that wasn't his main line. They shouldn't be teaching CRT. And the trans thing was the one that really he really wrote on. Most blacks in Virginia also didn't want this crap. You got to remember, Virginia is very heavily black. Yunkin won in the black areas. He didn't just win the white areas. He probably wouldn't have won if he had won it only in the white areas. He was talking about parents. Okay, so right off the bat, remember I told you you can invalidate your entire article, your entire book or article just by the first couple of things that are stupid. You say untruths, and people will then say, "Okay, I, I don't need to read this." By the way, that's what I thought about how to be an anti-racist when I read the introduction. And the introduction was based on um, crap. I said the book's already invalidated. It's it's not even worth the read. Okay, continuing. The Republican Party is clearly not the party of parents. The Republican Party is certainly not the party of parents of color. But is the Republican Party even the party of white parents? Okay, here's the thing. Yes, they are the public. Uh, Republicans are the party of children. Not white children, not black children. They're the party of all children. We, do, we want to teach the children real history, give them an education, have them learn how to read and write, how to uh, do math. By the way... Um, 50, 42% of the books in Florida, the Florida school system were rejected by the school boards because they, they had, how you sneak critical race theory into a math book. And I'm actually looking that up. That's going to be another podcast. How you sneak critical race theory into a math book is amazing. They were trying to do it and Florida rejected the books. People don't want to hear how black kids are victims, white kids are oppressors, and they should hate each other. No one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear white... No parent wants to hear white kids sit there and say, well, I'm, a, I'm an oppressor. 
uh, I've got white privilege, crap like that. Parents want to know what's happening with their kids. Republicans push that. The Democrats want to keep that out. The left wants to keep that out. Don't tell your parents what we're telling you. We don't want to sterilize our kids with hormone treatments. We don't want our kids having their body parts chopped off. It sounds like pretty pro-kid here. We don't want our girls sharing restrooms with boys who say they are girls so they can get raped. Yes, I think Republicans are the party of parents because Republicans are worried about kids. Democrats, no, they just want to give hormone treatments, chop off chop off body parts, and um, say that these kids are racist and these kids are not. And you guys should hate each other. That's, that's the, the left party. Continuing, but this great myth, this is great myth, is not a rudimentary as the great lie. It represents Trump Tower of GOP propaganda. Of course, he's got to bring up Trump. Uh, built over the la- past year on four hugely false conceptual building blocks. One, Republican politicians care about children far more. Well, I'll tell you right now, they care about them far more than left does. Anti-racist education is harmful to white children. Well, you're calling them you're calling them oppressors, you're calling them slave owners, you're telling them they're racist before they even know what the term means. Yes, I'm saying that's harmful. Republican politicians are protecting white children by banning anti-racist education. I'll give you a step further. Republicans are protecting all children by banning anti-racist behavior. Because what anti-racist behavior does, it, it embraces the bigotry of low expectations. Which means, blacks, you're already victimized. You'll never accomplish anything because you're black. I don't want the black kids to learn that either. I want them to learn that they could become Clarence Thomas. They could become Barack Obama. They could become Katenji Brown Jackson or Jackson Brown, hopefully smarter than she is. The Republican Party is the party of white parents because it's protecting white children. It's prote- Again, that, by the way, number f- three and number four are the same thing. I don't know why he, he did it. it it's, it's the same thing. Uh, listen to what I said two seconds ago. Every great myth is built on the foundation... Oh, God, I love this part. I may end this article right now. Every great myth is built on foundational assumption a fallacy widely assumed to be true. The foundational assumption of this great myth is the Republican politicians care about children. He invalidated, I'm going to be done with this article after this. This is, by the way, this is like a 5,000 word article. And he has completely debunked his article right off the bat. Let's go. Every great myth is built on the foundational assumption, a fallacy widely assumed to be true. The foundational assumption of this great myth is that Republican politicians care about white kids. But if they did, then they would not be ignoring or downplaying or defending or bolstering the principal racial threat facing white youth today. And I'm not talking about critical race theory, which is Republican propagandists have quiet intentionally redefined as one admitted, remaking it into a threat and obscuring a threat. Okay. First off, he is bitching about the Republican Party because they have created a found their foundational assumption is wrong. I love this because here's the thing. Kendi's foundational su- assumption is wrong. Kendi's foundational assumption 
and he's written in two books and every article in his life and he teaches it in school, is that all white people are racist? And if you're not a racist, if you don't admit you're a racist, it's because you're a racist. And you have to admit you're a racist to be an anti-racist. That's that circular logic that he has. You can't win. Either you admit you're a racist or you, you don't admit you're a racist and you're a racist because you won't admit you're a racist. I mean, this is, so he is making the foundational assumption in his entire career that everyone, every white person is racist. And by the way, black people, he does admit in, in his book, How to Be an Anti-Racist, that black people can be racist too, but he really sugarcoats it in his book. He really, he, he gives it an excuse. Well, they can be racist because, by the way, Shelby Steele says the same thing. You can be racist because, uh, we can be racist because of all the racism we've had to experience. Okay. Great. So, this is his problem. His foundational assumption is wrong. I'm not a racist. I don't think twice. This guy, every time he mentions a kid, he's got to have the race, the racial uh, ad- adjective in front of it. White or black. This guy's got a real problem. And how do we know this is his foundational assumption? Because he wrote a children's book saying that six-month-olds, six-month-olds were, were racist. We, I, how fundamental can you get than that? How foundational can you get than a six-month-old white baby is racist? You can't. Okay, I'm sorry. I am going to read this one part. Uh, What are white children being indoctrinated with? What is making them uncomfortable? What is causing them to hate? Well, uh, Republicans and conservatives say it's critical race theory. Anyway, white supremacist ideology. There you go. The toxic blend of racist, sexist, ableist, homophobic, transphobic, Islamophobic, xenophobic, and anti-Semitic ideas that is harmful. To all minds, especially the naive and the defenseless minds of youth. Which group is the prime target of white supremacists? White youth. Okay, I, I, damn those white people. Okay, let, let's just get... He, he, he concludes this. Oh, if you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, I got a ton of crap here about this. So, another thing he said, which was just stupid. Quote, instead of focusing on the real threat, Republican politicians... Republican politicians to justify Florida's don't say gay law bill. Okay, right off the bat. Again, he is completely when you when you sit there and you call the bill the don't say gay law, you have to you have just destroyed your old argument because that's not what the law's called. Hey, by the way, it's also a don't straight say straight bill. You can't say straight either. You're not allowed to talk about your sex. You're not allowed to talk about sex with kindergartners and to third grade. It should have been the 12th grade, but it, it isn't. He invalidated his entire article. A five, 6,000 word piece, and he invalidated by just being stupid. Okay, instead of focusing on the very real threat, Republican politicians, to justify Florida's don't say gay law, have cited QAnon conspiracy theories about public schools being overrun by child predators who are grooming children to be gay. A spokesperson for Governor Ron DeSantis reframed Don't Say Gay Bill as an anti-grooming bill. But if QAnon Republicans really cared about white children, then they would 
be worried about white supremacist grooming. This is the grooming that parents of all children should be worried about. Okay, a couple things. Um, what is QAnon? I don't know. Last I heard, QAnon was a it was a far right wing conspiracy group on some Reddit chat boards, and then suddenly, I, I mean, one politician, I can't remember her name, fell for it. And they were really out there. I mean, Jewish space lasers and crap like that. It was really out there. But now anybody who is a conservative is a QAnon conspiracy theorist. How about this? They're not. And by the way, how many white supremacists do you actually know? I want, I'd love to find out how many white supremacists people know. Okay, the article concluded. And then we'll end this because this guy's a freaking bozo. The Republican Party is not the party of parents raising white kids. The Republican Party is not the party of parents raising girls, raising trans kids, raising kids of color, raising queer kids, raising poor kids, raising immigrant kids. The Republican Party is making it harder for all these kids to learn about themselves and their histories. The Republican Party is stripping parents and educators of their collective ability. There's a key word, collective, because Kendi's a communist. <laughs> collective ability to protect vulnerable children from being indoctrinated by or victimized by the scourge of white supremacy. How many white supremacist teachers do you think there are out there? A lot? You think there are a lot of white supremacist teachers? No, it's the parents that are white supremacists. Final line, the Republican Party is not the party of any group of parents, but the party of white supremacy. Blah, blah, blah. He always says this. And you can go and, and read the entire, entire article from The Atlantic. Again, another far-left magazine, if you'd like. I'd say it's really redundant. It's the same thing as his book. It is just It gives you a good idea about what his book's about, but it is just a load of crap. Here's the good news, and I think that's one of the reasons why we're going to start hearing about Ibram X. Kendi. His philosophy is waning. As a matter of fact, he has already marked his philosophy as flawed in a couple of Twitter posts. We talked about his Twitter posts in a past episode. He is his his philosophy is going away. Critical race theory is beginning to be rejected and replaced by critical gender theory. But even critical gender theory is getting its ass kicked. So this is not really a thing anymore. Uh, I guarantee you in a couple years he's going to be relevant. Okay, I hope you guys have a great weekend. There's no show tomorrow because it's Friday. Uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, visit my website. Uh, be prepared. Don't don't forget to go visit Dumbasses Talking Politics on Rumble because I'm going to have a couple videos coming out. This is Gene, and you listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm -hmm.